0: terrified all I knew was that if you're the son of Jean-Luc Picard there's a target on your back I lost my parents then a husband then my son Wesley all to the same stars that own you as a mother your whole being is about
1: protecting your child
0: I, I thought I could protect mine. I didn't know if I could protect yours.
2: To Strange New Takes. I'm your host, Adam Bowen, and with me, listening to Is it Bizet? Berlioz.
0: Emily Bowen Marler.
1: And Rudicus Baker, and I don't know what just happened, but I think I'll find out.
0: For Star Trek (laughs) First Contact! (laughs) Okay, got it, got it. We'll kind of talk into talk about that a little bit more later in the in this episode. But (laughs) welcome to Strange New Takes. Today we'll be sharing a recap of Picard Season 3, episode three 17 seconds and
1: before that do uh do do follow us on social media at strange new takes on facebook instagram and twitter uh, do tell tell your friends about the pod especially if they want to learn more about pz and berlioz for sure right um and on and, and do rate us on your on your favorite podcasts, uh apple Podcasts, for example
2: and here's the point where it's worth telling you that uh, we're going to spoil things, such as uh, First Contact. We're, we're giving you little bits of spoilers just now. Uh, but yeah, uh, so... Uh, and especially we're going to be spoiling this episode of 17 seconds. Uh, so if you're okay with that, just keep going. If you are not, then maybe watch that episode. Uh, so yeah, at, at at this point, I think we usually... Oh, no, I think now I say we are talking about the episode 17 seconds. It's the <laughs> third episode of season three of Picard. Uh, it is for, it was first aired on the 2nd of March, 2023, uh, written by Jane Mags and Cindy Apple, uh, directed by Jonathan Frakes. Uh, doesn't sound familiar. Uh, so <laughs> that's probably a new one. Uh, in universe date is 2381 for a flashback and then 2401. Uh, and 2401,
0: shouldn't it be 2411?
2: Uh, so it seems that, uh, we, the collectively we've changed our mind about when this actually happened. Uh, so what instead what's going on is I believe frontier day is going to be referencing the launch of enterprise, uh, and not the founding of the federation, I think the founding of the Federation is the reason why we were saying uh 2411, because our assumption was that it was 250 years since that founding. But Frontier Day is not celebrating that. Well, uh, I
0: think th- I think this is unfortunate because they anyway. Well, whatever. I think it was better for them to have had. No, it can't even be 2401. That's not right, because I am pretty sure that last season took place in like 240. Two or didn't it was it I, I,
2: I think uh, i i believe last season might have been the first season that was in the 25th century uh i think the first first season was 2399 so i i think if we are going to sort of say that they're one after another it, i think it would it was 2399 2400 but mostly 2024 so and seven then, of
0: nine basically just immediately became a commander without I having guess, to do any starfleet yeah. that just seemed anyway i love seven but I just feel like
2: I, I, it's. I'm trying to remember. Is, is it possible that she started out in Starfleet for a while and then did the Fenris Rangers? Maybe. Uh, um, I don't. Know. I, I think she she might. It's possible that she washed out or, or something like that. But yeah, it, I definitely liked this better when it's twenty four eleven. But. Whatever, too,
0: especially considering Jack Crusher's age. <laughs> yeah, he's there's not, no way he's, not he's twenty. 20 <laughs> it's just ridiculous because also whenever they would have made him, obviously he's nine months younger than that. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, anyway, it's. Just I mean, if Dawson's Creek
2: could say that those people were in high school, uh, uh <laughs> like, can say that this guy is oh two and zero
0: is even worse. <laughs>
1: Is there is there like a reboot version of Dawson's Creek?
0: I don't think so. If there was, I'd be watching it. There's a show called The Creek right now, though. I think. Oh. oh. I don't think it's about. I don't think it's is Dawson's it a, Creek. Is it but like I, a,
2: a soft reboot where they I don't know. Didn't I feel like it might for be. Anything and instead, I'm gonna just... have to look
0: into it. I don't. It's one of those things gonna... that I heard about, like not when I was paying attention. You
2: know? There are teenagers and they use vocabulary that should be beyond them.
0: Yeah, as per usual, they say that a lot. <laughs> anyway, I have never said as per usual in my entire life, except for when I was quoting Dawson's But
2: I, I, I do often say uh, that I am want to do things because there of it. Uh, so there, there we go. <laughs> uh, and this is, brings us to Star Trek, everybody. Uh, so this is the point in our episode where we usually uh, bring out our strange new takes. Uh, anyone have anything they want to uh, bring up?
0: Uh uh-oh is rudy frozen
2: rudy rudy is suspiciously uh just (laughs) grinning off in the side (laughs) okay uh rudy uh, i'll give you you the prompt again uh (laughs) <laughs> Classic hey zoom. Uh, we so must have w- hit
0: a temporal anomaly or something and it just yeah. affected rudy so yeah we,
2: we just had had a, a great shot of of rudy just kind of grinning off to the side we thought he was enjoying us he he probably doesn't <laughs> even know we've started the episode uh so uh rudy do you have a strange new take for us
1: yeah. So I'm essentially Scott Bakula now in quantum leap and I've been put in Rudy's body <laughs> and I don't know what's going on, uh, but strange new take I can, I can work that. Um, so strange new take in general. So another yet another SpaceX screwed mission launched earlier this week. There's been six of them now in uh, in addition to the, the demo mission of the test mission. So it's become uh, normal again, I guess. Um, This one had something unique about it, a couple of things. One was it's the first time um, an astronaut from the Middle East, from the United Arab Emirates specifically, is spending a long-term mission in space. So they're going to be spending six months on the ISS. And I don't think that's happened before for anybody outside of north america europe and uh you know russia and china so yeah um good deal there um the other thing was so you have these broadcast bits right like you have somebody anchoring um the launch and you mm-hmm. know like co-hosts and there's it's a combination of people they bring in guests who have more technical knowledge either as part of the the ground crew or you know once in a while, an astronaut has flown space a while before. Um, and then there's a lot of like, you know, social media enthusiasts and people who are excited to uh, produce and and uh, be a part of the media uh, side of uh, space launches, right? This time they had somebody by the name of Raja Acharya. I've mentioned him on the podcast before. Uh, he's a NASA astronaut. Um, I'm a little biased. He's of Indian origin. I do think he's going to be the first uh, person of South Asian ethnicity to step foot on the moon. Um, He is in the Artemis program. Um, But just the way if you haven't, if you watched the launch before, or if you haven't watched the launch before, just listen to him, go anchor the launch, the kind of information he was giving. He's been to space on on one of those SpaceX uh, Dragon capsules before. Just the kind of information he was giving was so amazingly detailed, like he was like, oh, this is here, this zip line here is where we escape in case things go wrong, and you know, there's three zips on the SpaceX suit, and that's for blood, you know, that's like an air bladder thing on the inside, so it was, it was really informational, I think it's one of the best uh, broadcasts I've watched, because you kind of tune in just for the launch, right, to see Mm -hmm. the thing go up, if anything, um, but yeah, this guy knows his stuff, uh, and again, fingers crossed. Hopefully, a uh, first uh, man of South Asian uh, descent to walk on the moon. With respect to this episode, um, I will say, I will say, Jonathan Frakes downplays himself as Riker a bit too much. If he's gonna, if 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 he directed this show, um, I, I've been thinking that. Riker's been the shining light in the series so far. Mm -hmm. um, In general, in terms of acting style, Um, and I I was a little hurt when uh, he was put on the spot by Picard a couple of times um, for the end.
2: Yeah, they like that. Yeah, they're they're definitely going for the the tension uh, in in this series in a way that we weren't
0: allowed to. Yeah, we we literally weren't allowed (laughs) to
2: because uh, either. Jane Roddenberry was still alive where we're probably trying to like still, we're still feeling his influence for sure. Uh, uh, throughout TNG. Um, I suppose there's, there's a few episodes that get a, a little bit heated, but, uh, not, not too much. Um, let's see for, for the out of universe one. Uh, if you might, if, if you hear my voice is a little bit weird, uh, I had COVID, uh, I'm, I'm still in my, uh, 10 days of, uh, isolation or whatever. So, uh, feeling a little stir crazy uh but yeah this is have just, you just been
0: staying in that room the whole time like just kind there on the basically third floor? yeah so oh my gosh is there a bathroom up there oh
2: no uh, it, but oh, okay. we at least have like enough bathrooms in the house where we just <laughs> yeah okay divided like this is the one for me and then we we kind of do little like uh, text each other before we like get out of rooms and yes. all that stuff. So
0: do you sleep up there or do you have to sleep yeah, in the guest room? I, yeah, okay. Been, I didn't know if there I've was a bed. Up, up the, oh, that's there's a, right. There's the trend. The it's day a trundle bed.
2: bed. This is yeah. great radio. Everybody. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember from last time I was there my brain was failing me. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but Hey, you know, you know what, Adam, um, when you do try out for the astronaut program in, you know, a decade from now and they put you in that isolation chamber test, you're going to
2: pass that with flying colors. that's uh, i mean that's the great thing about COVID is it prepares everyone for that uh (laughs) that deep astronaut isolation they don't need to do all the like uh what are like biodome or whatever the names of those experiments were (laughs) just did it to our dang selves um yeah for for this episode uh uh i don't know yeah we Talked about a little bit. I continuing to love all of the uh, the callbacks that they just kind of throw into this. It seems like most of them are are to uh, first contact, and honestly, that's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's my favorite movie, so okay. I am gonna do opposite. I am gonna do my Star Trek strange new take, and then I'll do my quote unquote real life, even though they're similar. So my start my Picard strange new take is damn that scene between Beverly and Picard was like. <laughs> That was amazing Oof. just watching yeah. those two go toe to toe. And it was super emotional. And I mean, I felt for both of them and it was yeah. just awesome. It was such a great scene. Um, and then um, even though I was like, damn it, why didn't you do the thing that we thought you all were going to do by saying it was from season two oh, of yeah. Next Gen. And that those, that was what she tried to tell Picard a couple of times. Cause man, that was that would have been brilliant. And it also would have aged him correctly. So well, what can you do? <laughs> um, uh, my strange new take for, for life is just, I wanted to mention, um, the, we, the announcement that this is going to be Discovery's final season, which I originally thought they were going to have discovery yeah. air in 2023, I but apparently they they're not were, now. Yeah. Did they change that?
2: I, I think or did they, they never did. give a date. So, so um, my understanding after like reading a few things on it is that that was the plan because they, they filmed season five at right after season four. Like they, That's what it, I thought, it, this yeah. has been like in the can for a really long time. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's still like opportunities to do like reshoots and whatnot. My understanding is that the part of the reason this is going to be 2024 is that they are going to do reshoots. And I it's possible that they might be significant enough so that like maybe we get a final episode uh, instead of it just kind of abruptly ending. Mm-hmm. um i mean so, some theories that we've had before are that like maybe david ajala isn't in season uh five at all and that's and they like re-edited him back to life uh in that that second to last episode of uh discovery i don't know if that was actually true it just kind of felt like maybe they did kill him and then they're like oh no that's too sad let's let's not have him <laughs> be dead but now he's in prison forever and that's why he's not in season five um so who who know? we won't really know well, maybe we will never know. I I, ex- I expect that we'll get some amount of like, oh, here's what season five used to look like, and here's what we changed, uh, in order to make it a a more fitting like final, uh, season. But yeah, yeah. that that's that's gonna mess up the timeline enough that they they want to push it into 2024.
0: Um, I know there are a lot of Discovery haters out there, but I just I'm bummed that they're ending it like this. That we didn't know yeah. more in advance that they were gonna end it. Like, you know what I mean? It feels like. Maybe the decision was taken from them or I don't know. I don't know. It just seems interesting that my, yeah. that was not that season five was announced when it was first announced. It was not a final season. And so clearly something happened. Yeah. Um. And I just think I know Discovery isn't all your all's favorite. It's not my favorite either, but I still like it because it's mm-hmm. Star Trek and I love Star Trek and I am loyal to the end. Um, <laughs> but this Discovery has done some amazing things mm-hmm. culturally for Star Trek that I think are really important um, and has um, centered people that have not seen themselves centered. Mm -hmm. Like people are watching Star Trek able to see themselves in this future when maybe they didn't, weren't able to see themselves in this future before. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's been really exciting. And um, it is the whole reason we have what is now my favorite Star Trek series, current series is Strange New Worlds. We would not have had that. Um, were it not for discovery. So I just want to, and I think Saniqua Martin-Green is fabulous and I'm yeah, really excited yeah, that absolutely. she got to be at the helm of the show. And anyway, so I just, I think it has great characters and, and um, a lot of heart and I like all of the actors that are in it. And mm-hmm. so I just want to give a shout out to all of discovery and say hey, don't listen to the haters oh yeah i, I mean think you're, awesome. Dis- I think discovery you're awesome i, is definitely I can't speak what... for notch <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah uh, i i like the the cast of discovery is absolutely incredible I, I i feel like the uh i mean i i think that we have really good actors in in all new star treks especially mm-hmm. but like oh yeah uh, i i got the sense like it uh, like 60s and and uh 90s uh star trek uh, in early 2000s like uh it it felt to sometimes like it was like oh we spent all of the all of the acting budget on this person or like these couple of people <laughs> and the rest were kind of like filling it in a little bit but like discovery just feels like there are so many heavy hitters oh yeah uh, oh, in yeah. that series and honestly throughout the rest of uh the star treks that are happening right now
0: well i gotta um, say though watching this next gen cast in Picard now yeah. tells me that part of the problem was perhaps the writing. Yes. They want, I think they wrote more to let certain characters shine mm-hmm. and just didn't know how to write any of the women um, or yes, characters not. of color. Yeah. Sorry, but, well, you know, it, I, it was I, like, if you it, think about it, those were the yeah. characters that didn't get to shine in quite the same way. They did a better job with Worf in Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so it was definitely... Yeah and and it, like better honestly better writing like, for the white men than it was for some yeah. of the other characters. Yeah
2: and uh, they've actually uh, talked about that explicitly with um uh some of the the Ready Room episodes uh where they they interviewed um Gates McFadden and talked mm-hmm. about how like part of the purpose of this uh season is like uh let's do Beverly actual justice uh mm-hmm. and they they talked about how she she feels like beverly's kind of absent from the movies uh which she is yeah, like it's yeah. it's like if you try to think about it, it's like maybe you remember like the bit in uh because it's a great bit in first contact where uh she's trying to uh uh get everyone out of sickbay safely yeah. and, and stuff like that but then yeah. it's the show's stolen by robert picardo immediately right uh and then her her boobs are firmer in uh uh insurrection and that's kind of it yeah so... yeah for sure
0: for sure Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, actually, that would be a good segue. I'm going to segue for you, Adam, into go. this episode, because Beverly is um, very much featured in this episode. Speaking of firmer <laughs> boobs. Um... Uh, Adam. <laughs> Adam. Adam. I roll. I rolled my eyes. There
2: we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I yeah so uh, i i guess i'll i'll, I'll do the brief because i don't think i've mentioned the episode summary yet uh so i didn't it, let fr-
0: rudy talk about discovery i just realized so sorry rudy i didn't know if you anything you <laughs> want to say about i, discovery, I was rudy. written out of discovery as well <laughs> <laughs> Me and oh, no. Sahel. oh no we sent the, <laughs> the, the wrong The Indian, okay. yeah. Yeah.
1: indian
2: or whatever south asian
1: non-commissioned yeah, gonna-
2: officer I wonder if is he gonna are they gonna let him be in the fifth season?
1: I'll be like, hope that. they rewrite him in CGI. Seriously,
0: whatnot. go right, write a letter. Maybe they're working on that now. So, Rudy, we need to do a letter writing campaign to get him yeah, in. Yeah,
2: th- that's like one of the saddest things about the, the future <laughs> is like introducing to this like sweet man who's like so excited to be part of everything, like help everyone save the world. I mean, and it's just we should never at least see him do again. Like a-
1: Infinity Wars kind of fade out. Like they show him just sort of. (laughs) I think I'll I'll just say this for discovery. There's haters, there's supporters. There's a lot of people in between. I think if you look at all the new series, right. Um, Strange new worlds, Picard, they, they, they stand on a foundation of established characters, either the same actors or Mm -hmm. people who are playing roles that have a following in decades. Mm -hmm. Um, of sorts. I mean, obviously, Strange New Worlds has a few new characters, but the premise is, is is set up. Discovery literally did what, you know, people within the Star Trek universe are doing, like go places where no one's gone before. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's hard, you know, because you're dealing with a lot of new plots and, and new species and new universes and all of that, right? Um, so I think it's a wonderful platform to... to launch off of in terms of the diversity representation of the characters the um the story arcs different styles of doing things um and i and i hope some of those actors um you know come back into trek in in some
2: form at some point yeah absolutely uh and i think that's that's really well said because it's uh there there's yeah so much ground that's been broken from from that series and uh i think kind of connecting to what what emily had talked about like the reality is uh w- like discovery kind of has to handle some of those situations in a bit more awkward way because like discovery sort of is sort of pointing out that we have not had given anyone a, a place besides like yeah the uh white men or whatever as as typical captains or uh white women occasionally but like it's a um a, I, I i don't know it, it's it's a show that has sort of enabled it so that other other series um can kind of take things for granted in in a way that just like wouldn't have been possible uh before not that it should necessarily be taken for granted but it's it's like a um it ends up being a plot point in discovery in a way where it it doesn't uh get quite as much centering elsewhere um but yeah uh so sorry we ruined your uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your transition emily uh, but i ruined uh, my
0: own transition i forgot to let rudy talk
2: yeah there we there we go uh so like, we might as well just like i i don't think it's uh uh literally the first scene but we we might as well just dig into it uh that that discussion between uh uh picard and, and beverly uh it was um i don't know I, I i wasn't expecting it to to hit that hard uh how did that match up with your expectations?
0: Well, first of all, I don't think we did the episode summary. We're the worst.
2: <laughs> did we not? I don't think we Oh my we God, did. I think I even said I was going to, and then we're like, no, let's talk then to Rudy Then I went instead. back to Rudy. Yeah, okay. So, sorry, sorry. Okay, episode summary. Picard <laughs> grapples with an explosive, life-altering revelation, while the Titan and her crew try to outmaneuver a relentless phatic, a in a lethal game of nautical cat and mouse. Meanwhile, Raffi and Worf uncover a nefarious plot from a vengeful enemy Starfleet has long since forgotten.
0: It's totally not nautical because they're in space, but um, let we can jump onto that, though, with Picard grapples with an explosive life-altering revelation. There okay, we there, we there we go. Now okay. we can go back to that, <laughs> that <scene. laughs> I thought it was amazing. Like, it was, um, well, and like uh, Travis and I were talking about it, like we paused it and we're like, I'm like, that was awesome. Like that was yeah. some really good television right there. And, um, and I said, I, I said, I really feel for them. And Travis goes, but Picard is not wrong. And I was like, no, no, he's not. But I felt like she gave some, doesn't mean she was right, but she gave some compelling reasons for why she made the decision. And I yeah. I felt like he, when she said, I felt like I could protect my child, but I didn't think I could protect mm. yours. I think that that kind of, that was the one thing that she said that kind of maybe hit a little bit for him where he was like, okay, maybe I can understand yeah. this, but not that I like it or I'm happy about it, but.
2: Yeah. And I, I think what I was so impressed with in this scene is that, I don't, I don't know, like having the initial pitch at the beginning of the season is like oh we've we haven't seen her for 20 years why did she cut off contact it's like the obvious things that come to your mind are just like this is gonna be dumb somehow like i i don't i don't (laughs) know like i i i wasn't trusting of the of the writers at that at that point to be able to like give me a real compelling thing where i i i just i was so surprised that i came away from this this scene being like damn i I get both of you right now mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's uh, I don't know it, it was it was such an incredible scene uh, because of that because it, it, I i felt very much like I could like sit there and understand each person's viewpoint and um, yeah they're just masterfully handled by the the actors and the writers there
1: mm-hmm. yeah and I guess what i wasn't touched by it as much so maybe mm-hmm. i'm in a different in, in a, in a different side of opinions here um i i think it touched well on the complexity of paternal needs right that is mm-hmm. like in, in in terms of um you know we talk about pro-life pro-choice abortion all those things and mm-hmm. uh women's rights and it's not a paternal right and it's obviously not right to say it's a right, but there is a paternal need i'm sure in terms of knowledge right um mm-hmm. of being a father and mm-hmm. and it's complicated right so i i i was i was lost in in those thoughts as much and it made sense like it made sense for for this being a strong enough reason for beverly to be absent for so long uh interestingly though the reason she comes back is because she kind of failed at that right like uh, in 20 years, um, chaos caught up, and then she did need Picard's help, right? So she did need that protection, and then they lost those 20 years, right? Um, yeah. That's never coming back. That's never coming back. So um, I didn't think it was dumb. I felt it was... I, the thing I also liked was that they got to those things very quickly. Like They could have easily taken these unanswered questions and like run it for episodes or the whole season and left us confused and then maybe tried to close it out in the last episode yeah. right so many shows do that so i commend them for that um
2: yeah it discover or you know not discovery uh, P- picard has has been this whole season has been just like oh <laughs> this mystery that you you're worried that we're going to hang around we're just going to tell you next episode <laughs>
1: and i like that i like that so you know what maybe i'm changing my mind i i may not have liked some other parts of of uh the crushers in the episode but uh, i think this this was one of the better ones um it did touch on important issues not issues as such as important considerations in, yeah. in paternal and maternal needs and it it closed out the whole absence well uh, the beverly absence in a believable way
2: mm-hmm. yeah and i i think uh, maybe part of my worry was centered around uh, it. I've been watching the the Ready Room episodes after each uh, uh, episode of Picard, which I've been watching each episode twice, and then I've been watching Ready Room because I just I'm obsessed <laughs> with this season. Uh, but the the way that they've been describing Beverly's mission is sort of like they keep saying throwing out this like Doctors Without Borders type thing, mm-hmm. and and I, I think that's kind of what was worrying me is it's just like I don't understand how that connects with like. I, I thought they were gonna. It was gonna be brought into some like larger political thing of like uh, be- Beverly's frustrated with Starfleet because they don't want to help people anymore, and so she's gonna cut off all of her friends and uh, forsake Starfleet in order to go like Doctors Without Borders, like in random places. Which is like that's not. It doesn't feel like antithetical to the whole Star Trek thing that we've been watching for uh, decades, uh, and so I, I like that they made this. It, it's, it's very personal uh was her reason for for cutting people out and it's right um
0: and it wasn't because of animosity towards any of yeah, them or the it, the life that they were living or it yeah. had nothing to do with that and only to do with protecting her son
2: yeah and and i also and and honestly i i appreciate how uh because picard is often especially this this series we've been showing him to be just like intensely awkward when you bring up kind of any like personal feelings. And he's even trying to do that every episode of this season. But I, I, I did really appreciate that he came out uh, and was um, being very clear about his own feelings of, of like being hurt and offended with her because it's, it's so easy for Picard to just kind of go into his like diplomatic mode uh, or, or be super stoic or, or whatnot. And that would have not been a satisfying way to have this conversation go. So I, I, I appreciate that they had most of the stoic bits of Picard with Riker and Riker's sort of there with him the whole time being extremely frustrated that, that Picard's not engaging with his feelings and with like the reality that he has a son and things like that. Um, so yeah, just, uh, really well, uh, put together character pieces here in this episode. Um, I, I guess the, uh, maybe the, the next uh, relevant thing to talk about is, um, uh, so obviously we're we're running from the shrike uh in this episode and so we have uh, a bit of a replay of the goran episode from uh the last season of uh strange new worlds and a bazillion other like uh 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 nebula fights that have happened in star trek um uh basically Submarine every single series is, mm-hmm. yeah yeah but uh uh we we quickly get into um which I, I think that probably a lot of people were wondering about this, like what's going on with Shaw, uh, are are like when when is Shaw going to not be the captain anymore or whatnot? And they answered that this episode, it's just yep. like immediately he's gonna, uh he uh uh fell and hit his head extremely <sighs> brutally uh and broke his
0: leg through his skin
2: yes i i thought from how much they were showing him like bleeding and not being able to talk i was like are we gonna kill shaw right now Uh, i know i'm I'm glad we didn't yeah same Um, but uh i i I guess how do we feel the that's that like switch was handled i mean mean, shaw handled it well
0: (laughs) yeah
1: he he was like i'm incapacitated i know i should probably give uh next in command to one of my regular crewmates but we have these hard-hitting heroes here right who know how to deal with these situations mm-hmm. they've got us into the situation go fix i i am liking shaw more and more mm-hmm. episode by episode he is the injection of reality amongst all this like legend uh legend stuff so mm-hmm. yeah um i really hope not just theory of uh, him being like a bug control person does not does not come true. I think that that's kind of faded um, as of this episode. Not just oh, this episode yeah. it was oh yeah, yeah, I I, <laughs> I was.
2: Uh... <laughs> I, I mean maybe slightly off topic from from like uh the the current bit of the episode we're talking about but like I have been watching so many episodes of Star Trek uh because I'm like I was so sure about like okay this is gonna be relevant this is gonna be relevant okay so I I, I watched like all the lore episodes I watched best of both worlds I watched uh conspiracy uh I watched all the Moriarty episodes uh I watched uh first con I I watched not first contact I watched uh uh insurrection because i had COVID because that's how I that's that's how I feel better (laughs) is when I I watch uh insurrection and I was planning on watching uh like maybe like nemesis to get some uh some data stuff in there and (laughs) after watching this episode I'm like oh there's no point (laughs) point. Hey, we (laughs) haven't gotten more
0: yet or Moriarty so there was a point but we we don't know how those
2: are going to pull in but it's just like uh, I uh I was so surprised to have the changelings be part of yes. this that because uh, it felt like they were setting up the 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 bugs. Uh, but
0: it it I well I don't know. Although that one dude did end up being a changeling, the, yeah, the dude it, that this yeah, I mean, looking like, dude. The,
2: yeah, that was part of the evidence. Is like, look at this guy. Hey, look how shifty right. he is. And but when really, he like is fighting in that scene, I'm like, oh, he is. It's conspiracy. But it's like, oh wait, they don't do that when you punch them.
0: <laughs> I don't know that Vadic is necessarily part of the changeling thing. I'm not sure. I think there is a part of me that is wondering if that still make that story or that, you know, uh, hints of that will still Mm -hmm. make an appearance in this season because the, really the end of that video, the ship, the, the way the ship looks like the creature, the way that there's that protrusion in the center of the ship looks just like that bug creature thing, you know, the, Anyway, so I, 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 although it was funny because I, I, ha- I didn't tell Travis, I said, Travis, Notch has an amazing theory. I want to show you the video, but I know you don't want to have anything potentially spoiled. So when it comes up, I'm going to, you know, we're going to talk about it. And then they have it be a changeling. And I was like, whoa, wow, I'm not mad about that. It's not what I thought it was going to be, but (laughs) hmm. And so then I'm like, my brain just was (laughs) spinning.
2: Yeah, but my list of things that I had to go watch uh, turned from like, oh, maybe I need to watch like these other crucial episodes of TNG to be like, oh, I need to watch all of deep space nine yeah i was (laughs) gonna say now
0: maybe you won't be pos. you'll still be covid positive for a couple more days you could fit in a bunch of ds9
2: (laughs) but it's just like there's so much content to consume there that it's just like i i don't think it's possible like even if i like i could i could watch an episode every single night and maybe i would get through the if I if I cut out like the baseball episode and things like that like maybe I could get through all of the Dominion War episodes but I don't know. Oh
1: <laughs> Did you guys get that he was a changeling when his face was like contorting immediately or when they mentioned it because I Not didn't get until it
0: until I, I didn't get it until it happened to the second guy uh oh,
2: okay. i i mean i i, I was pausing and be like what what is uh, yeah but i i was sort of like is he manufactured uh is there are, are have they like just changed how the bug people work uh I because almost, yeah
0: i was gonna say i almost realized it at the same moment that Worf said it it was like like my brain clicked onto yeah, yeah, it yeah. and then Worf confirmed it and i was like yeah okay Which oh by my the, gosh by the way
2: like i i love uh i mean maybe that makes sense is you, like you like that's why wharf is in plot b is mm-hmm. so that he he's like he's like i didn't not only have i watched deep space nine i was in deep in space it- nine <laughs> yeah. uh, and so uh, yeah when i love to call having, out
0: to odo anyway yeah, sorry yeah, but, but anyway yeah, yeah. like
2: the, like the, the the first way he the way he reveals it uh being like how long has it been since you've been part of the great link was just yes. like
0: <gasps> yes
2: uh, oh i gasped so, out
0: loud yeah <laughs> i was yeah. like
2: what, oh, what my- I, oh my god <laughs> it was that was so good um mm-hmm. and actually that's i saw, uh, uh we're we're just fully off the rails in in terms of like how we're talking about this episode but i, <laughs> I, I saw someone uh uh post on on reddit that like uh the the greatest achievement uh of uh Michael Dorn portraying Worf uh in in Picard is that uh when they watched this this episode uh while they're seeing all the crazy things happening with with Picard and Riker they're like I thought what's Raffi doing Let's go back to Raffi. I I need to see what's going on going on with her.
0: I love how he calls her Raffaella. Yeah, and just I just I really I I am really liking the wharf Raffi. And now I'm wishing I had a chance to watch the whole episode in one sitting. And I'm gonna watch yeah. it again because I because the fact that I got I mean I had it split by about twelve hours kind of anyway it just the kind of messed up some of it. But the first half of it I was like, please let this be the moment where we let Raffi shine, mm-hmm. like. Like I just want her character to shine. I'm tired of them constantly dragging her down because of some of her, um, some of her weaknesses. Because I think I think her strengths outshine those, and I think we need to let that happen. And so I am really hoping that they have that this is the shift that where they start to make that change for her.
2: Yeah i I'm I'm hoping the same because it's uh, honestly the the. The beginning of like I I've loved this season so far, but episodes one and two just I I was not into the the Raffi uh, stuff yeah. that we were seeing because it it just felt like um I don't know it, it, maybe it it was sort of like the pitch for uh this it, it fits in very much with what I think of as like the Section Thirty One show is I I feel like it's just gonna be like. Raffy taking a bunch of drugs and like uh beating up underworld criminals or something like and it's just like I don't care to watch that as Star Trek. Uh but having um bringing Worf in there and uh partly as someone to not, like she doesn't have to spend all of her time like uh smoking whatever it is that she's smoking and uh, uh doing a bunch of like conspiracy theorist like uh webs that she's like building on a wall because Worf knows even more than she does in certain instances so we we can cut past all those scenes where he's like no i know who the buyer is uh and we can just like go to that scene now and mm-hmm. so i'm hopeful that uh, like now we've mentioned daystrom station like maybe they are just gonna go there next uh I- i'm fully expecting that we're gonna go there next episode we're gonna discover that they took lore or whatever it is that the 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 thing that we've um hidden maybe they uh maybe they've released agamus and peanut hamper <laughs> uh, god and- <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i i just uh i i'm i'm feeling really optimistic about that 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 plot point and it, and i feel like we're um uh I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm building up my trust in the uh, the the direction that this series is going. And knowing that Terry Metallus didn't have to stop being the uh, the showrunner in order to do the first half of some other thing. (laughs) How cool (laughs) is it that the
0: showrunner is like one of us?
2: Meaning like
0: like someone who loves Star Trek and is and I mean, like loved the next generation. And that's why he's doing that. You know, I just think that's really cool.
2: Yeah. Even down to the like. uh I don't need new music. Just just give me the soundtrack <laughs> to First Contact.
0: <laughs> so here's a question I have. Um, so the weapon, the um, what do they call that? The the um, uh, the tunnel, portal portal tunneling, tunneling whatever it is. Well, it, it's a
2: quantum tunneling yeah quantum device. Tunneling. But I, they've been calling it various things.
0: So we think that there's at least two people that have that weapon, right? Or two entities that have that weapon. Not that Vatic was part of. Yeah, the it, attack on. Like, I mean, do you she think- could have
2: been in orbit. During that, I, I suppose there's nothing to say that that wasn't happening at the same time, but it seems maybe reasonable it's... that there's two copies of it. Yeah, One had a they... red tinge, the other had like a blackish-bluish center, right? Like the, the um... one that was used on a planet. I don't I've... know, that depends on if there's atmosphere versus... Yeah, I, I think that was yeah. more of a character of like, it's in space or not, uh, or maybe it like shows like a negative image of things, or I don't, I don't know.
0: Maybe, there, maybe the um, conspiracy worm alien bug things are allies with the changelings Mm.
2: or trying to keep them alive i i think i'm at least hopeful that this isn't going to be i i think there's more to vatic i i I don't think this is just like a vatic needs to revenge herself against picard and then also there's changelings Uh, Well, i I I mean
0: why would you cast someone who is like so deliciously uh portraying this character you know what i mean like it feels like that has to be a a big anyway, there's yeah. there's gotta be something also, deep I, to it. I that. would be intrigued
2: as I've never seen I don't recall seeing Amanda Plummer in like anything, but I uh-uh. I've seen like little hints where that they'll like drop in a bit of um an interview with her in, in the various uh-huh. like ready room things. Uh this she seems like a woman where they were just like Amanda Plummer, just do your thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the giggling is just like oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I'm unhinged. into her as a
2: as, as a villain. I, I we're we're past my worries of like uh, I can't believe it's not Shinzon or whatever. Uh, yeah. th- this is a <laughs> this is a an interesting villain. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. She
1: pronounces
2: Picard the right way, Picard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, have uh, any have any of you played uh, Half Life Portal?
2: Or have you heard of it? Yeah, as meaning just Portal or uh the game yeah the yeah portal. I, I played because yeah, I, I didn't know it was called half-life portal but yeah i played portal and portal portal 2 it's uh, from the half-life universe yeah yeah uh, no, no i okay. i know that it is but um yeah yeah i've watched travis portal.
0: play i've i've watched travis play it before
2: uh the yeah, the ending so... the ending of portal 2 is the best like oh my Don't god for me no I, I'm, no I i'm not but it's just like it's one of the greatest like what <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm wowed at the
1: ending of Portal One. Yeah. Uh I still haven't played two, but uh yeah, it looks like oh, somebody just got that. a portal gun and is using yeah. it in space on, on yeah. planets and yes. um uh, she was like Vatic was toying with her prey, right? Like oh, she was yeah. having fun. It was it was
0: totally
1: it was depressing.
0: So Uh, We talked a little bit about Shaw. I just want to go back to Shaw a little Mm -hmm. bit, mostly because I just know that we are not on, you know, forever time (laughs) here. Um, So I appreciated. I liked that. Well, there are two things. I don't know why Riker didn't reinstate seven immediately. That just seemed like a no brainer. Like you guys are in a dire situation. You do Mm -hmm. not keep seven of nine locked in her quarters without having her be a part of the solution here. So that was weird. But um, I did. I I think I liked the way they were able to have um, Jack and seven work together. And Mm -hmm. I liked when Shaw, you know, so Shaw was about to die, basically, having his major medical episode happening and uh, Beverly's able to go. It's so this whole I, I I'm a little irritated with how mad everyone is at Beverly and Jack I just feel like that's yeah. maybe, and I guess that's human nature. You would be mm-hmm. mad at the people that put you in this bad position, but it just feels like, haven't we gotten beyond that by the 25th century? Like, don't we kind of recognize that sometimes we're going to have to save people's lives and it's going to put us in a precarious situation and we don't take it out on them by anyway. So I'm a little irritated by that, but they've um, helped uh, Shaw. And when he's laying over, he focuses in on Jack and says, you know, how are they, Mm -hmm. like how are they finding us which they kind of alluded to i knew that guy had to be part of it because they were showing them in the corridor and i was like he is somehow telling them he's too
2: creepy looking yeah yeah
0: (laughs) but um i i liked that like shaw Mm -hmm. trusted jack and knew jack was someone that he could focus in on and give that information to Mm -hmm. and jack would go take care of it which he immediately did and i thought that was exciting and he and seven working together to figure that out was exciting um yeah
2: yeah and, 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 and honestly anything? like i i thought that that uh, uh i mean whether or not like uh internal bleeding should still be hard to figure out in the 25th century i'm dubious about that when we have transporters mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh it very good portrayal i uh, i don't know if you've ever been with someone who like has internal bleeding like that is what that is like in terms of uh like the difficulty breathing and I, I don't know i i just mm-hmm. b- because i've i've been in the presence of someone who's who's had that. It's just. Uh, uh, Yeah, I, I was like immediately like, oh, my God. Yeah. No, this is really serious. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: <a little> <laughs> hel- hel- help this guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just think, really well done.
1: Do you think Shaw was delirious and didn't really like uh, Jack was just the closest person to him? So he was like, uh, I'm going to pass out. No. Um, I- so
2: I'm telling you. I, don't they, think they I, do I think that they're setting him up in Star to, Trek. Yeah, I, I think they're setting him up to be a like they, we wanted. They wanted us to be like suspicious of him a, a little bit at the beginning, but I think that he's going to turn out to be like a a competent badass uh, yeah. uh, captain. It's just that like he doesn't like our heroes to by right. default.
0: When I feel like they yeah. were, do- they're doing the same thing with Jack. I think they were kind of yeah. making us not really like Jack at the beginning. Like he just seemed arrogant. Yeah, and, yeah. What the hell's going on with you? I really started to like him in this episode. Episode, and i Same. legitimately thought they were going to kill him like i really thought he was <laughs> going to die i, 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 <laughs> I, I really shocked. did too that, yeah no uh, uh jack jack uh, oh.
2: yeah which i mean that's why the episode which uh, beautifully done they uh that we have that scene in the in the, the beginning where
0: mm-hmm. uh
2: riker is telling picard about uh the birth of thaddeus and mm-hmm. is saying uh like that those 17 seconds from when he was called from the bridge going to the sick bay were like the longest moment mm-hmm. of, where he, he like saw all these things happen and uh uh apparently this when uh it takes picard 17 seconds to walk from the bridge uh to get into uh a sick bay so that like that's one that's just really well done mm-hmm. uh in terms of like writing and cin- cinematography but like uh just the, acting the yeah the emotions that you see everybody going through is incredible Mm -hmm. uh in that scene and i emily i'm fully with you that i was just like we're gonna kill him and and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be real sad but i'm gonna have huge (laughs) respect uh (laughs) for everyone involved but like but we didn't and it still ended up being but it it was just uh like that that was like masterpiece uh from my perspective of like uh how how they handled that whole thing
0: for sure so rudy did you think they were gonna kill him or no
2: um,
1: I'll give you a, a, a worse answer. I didn't really care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rudy didn't, this episode didn't resonate with Rudy the same as it, didn't. it did not
1: I'm getting strong indications on how your uh, ratings are going to go. Um, but here's a little insight into my, my point of view. Um, I think they were trying really hard. The writers were trying really hard to inject, um, the crushers, you know, like, initially being mysterious and then obviously trying to make them come across mm-hmm. as, as helpful. So that whole bit about where she's like brushed away by the chief medical officer, um, like multiple times, um, on the oh, time, yeah. like, yeah, uh, you don't know your medicine stuff is of all 20 years. Like it's, it's like a, it's going still point like, lights at
2: people m- and then just like, say what the computer says. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that, that was a little contrived and it, it felt, uh, weird. And then these people shouting at them also, like it felt a little weird. Mm-hmm. And then the bits where where Jack is just like holding somebody and saying, "Hey, look at me, look at me, you're gonna be okay." I mean, come on, that's the that's the best pickup line in in an accident situation, right? And then that person like moves off. So I think all these things were like, it's it's you want to you want to bring them in and make them a part of the crew, but they're mm-hmm. not. I think there's there's better ways to do it. I I can't think of. Like, there's been situations... I've been watching Battlestar Galactica, so I'll connect mm-hmm. to that. There's been situations where you don't trust somebody, obviously, mm-hmm. right? You know, Cylon or not. That's yeah, so the whole premise of the show. Right? That's that's <laughs> an issue. Uh, but then you bring them in and you build that trust. So here it's kind of... It felt like... It felt rushed. Uh, those scenes are very confusing in, in, in the med bay for me. Okay. Um, but but uh, we'll see. Let's see. I'll also, like, I thought Jack will solve that problem himself. Right, uh, when he's like, he's thinking really hard, right? You can see it on his face. They're focusing on his face, and then he just goes to seven and he says the exact same thing. And then she figures it out for him. It kind of makes sense, but then it's like taking away from his role, I guess. And yeah, they forgot about seven. They totally forgot about her. It is a no brainer to, to kind yeah, of like, yeah, uh, reappoint her, especially when these two are gonna be like they're floundering in in taking the decisions for for command.
2: Yeah, I, I was almost surprised to see seven still in. Uh, confined to quarters this episode because uh like she captures jack and like brings him to the well not not exactly captures but like she finds jack and brings him or no I, I guess she doesn't she doesn't bring him but to the bridge but she says like i found him he's in the transporter i assumed that shaw would have reinstated her because like it's clear that she's like on everybody's side or whatever but i guess not um i i, I will say that i i did uh i i can see where you're coming from rudy that, that there were lots of like i was kind of done like I don't know that medicine is really that different in Star Trek, uh, uh, in, in 20 years or whatever. Cause like certainly, uh, McCoy just like points a light at you and then like says the things that the tricorder says and like, so does Beverly and so does the doctor and all, and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, the, the line of, uh, but the good news is you have plenty of blood is fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if it was,
1: (laughs) it was, if it was an irritable EMH with bad bedside manner, I would understand. You can, but this is like a, I mean, yeah, we we haven't had a chance to see Doctor
2: Oak, uh, uh, in in like a scene beyond this. So it's just like, why are you an asshole Uh, for no reason? Yeah, she she's offended on Picard's behalf. She was there it in the side, uh, when uh, they had their conversation. She's like, damn, why'd you do my. Boy Picard dirty like that but they're
0: maybe they're all just ages and they don't like any they all feel like they're in the shadow of the people who came before and so they're just mad about it because I want to be like how could you not know that Beverly Crusher is an incredible doctor Like, wouldn't you be like, you know what? This is a fan of season two.
2: Uh... Yeah,
0: maybe. (laughs) This is a crisis situation. All hands on deck. Like, you want every person who has medical ability. Oh, yeah. I I mean, in Star
2: Trek, all the time, they're like, hey, random doctor of the week that's from this random alien civilization that doesn't know Mm -hmm. how to use our tricorders, you are also going to help us diagnose people.
0: I mean, they they have Tom Paris yeah yeah <laughs> was just,
2: for some reason our pilot is gonna help us do stuff um yeah uh our mm. pilot who's a famous creep <laughs> is gonna help, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. do physicals on people um yeah so uh i i know you, you've got a uh a, a jump here uh uh pretty soon here uh rudy uh i one thing i just wanted to um well, I'm not sure that I have a, a thing that I want to call. Uh, other things we want to call out before we uh, move on here to our readings. Well, I have a quick, the, oh, oh, go, oh, go for it. Mm-mm.
1: Okay, um, I have a quick call out. Um, the Shrike is way bigger than the Titan, right in size. Like mm-hmm. one is to five, at least one is to four, one is to three. I don't or, know
2: it. It or maybe maybe I, the Enterprise. I, I think it might be like twice as big. I don't know that it's significantly bigger it looked bigger
1: in the first uh, episode when it was first uh, i think i think that the the disparity in sizes is reducing every episode mm-hmm. they're becoming more <laughs> and more compatible. um but that's a huge ship um and it has like two bridge officers and like a lazy board tadic uh, as far as i can see and then mm-hmm. the titan has like a dozen it's it's just like it uh, yeah these things like you know you kind of have to explain like use the bill rule of uh, in Star Trek, it you know, oh, can yeah. be explained. But that that was a little weird. And these ships were, like, extremely maneuverable. Like, they were doing rolls, pitches, yaws, like, through mm-hmm. the nebula. So, so that was uh, interesting and weird. And, yeah, the last bit, the nebula is obviously alive with, you know, an organism or something in between, and that's where they're going, right? So what happens next? They're
2: going to meet a friendly, intelligent... Uh, life form uh here's here's where god is going to come back in uh uh it's it's going to be god at the center of that nebula
0: (laughs) see i think it should be the change not the changing i think it should be the conspiracy aliens that's like their home is in the center of that nebula i don't know
2: yeah I, i i'm wondering if it's going to end up being a uh or i guess what do you all think is this going to be a thing that we have seen before or is there, or have they made up something for for season 3 of Picard that's going to be at the center of the nebula
1: i don't know it's Lure. making me nervous it's it's Moriarty. it's ripe
2: for a plot <laughs> fail like they're gonna try something and it won't yeah, work. Yeah,
1: so, <laughs> uh, I hope gosh. they. I hope they do Saru's well with it. Saru's nephew
2: is gonna be screaming at the center of the uh,
0: nebula.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: you couldn't resist, could you?
0: <laughs> I know y'all just have to drag discovery. But although I, I agree, I did not like that that was the cause of the burn. Um, so okay, here I'm going to go to the other thing that I think we need to call out is the major conflict between Picard and Riker. That was a oh my God. Yes. that was a building, and and that they're doing it on the bridge in front of everybody. So you've got everyone yeah. looking at each other like, For, what's oof. happening yeah, here? There have been, there have been episodes
2: that we've had about these this guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where you, you do not do this in front of the crew. <laughs>
0: right, right. Um, and then you know finally he he relents and listens to Picard, and whoa, that ended up being the wrong thing to do
2: yeah i don't know
0: why no one thought of that and i didn't think of it either you know i just wasn't thinking and so when they're like oh look the back her back's already to us let's fire everything we've got oh shit
2: yeah it's actually i that's one thing that I'll, i'll point out is like i feel like in uh earlier movies and whatnot it was often like the um i feel like maybe even like at almost every movie before like or its show before like 2009 star trek like the villain would be incompetent in some ma- major way like khan who's like a super genius can't understand that there's a third dimension in space uh and and things like that but like voldemort that... doesn't
0: understand the power of love Oh well, yeah, long... yeah yeah totally <laughs>
2: equivalent things uh, but uh what what's in what what i what i think is great about vatic is that like she know like she is one step ahead of everybody uh like but but, like she's obviously has a way overpowered ship but like she she is smarter than our characters uh which i think is it is really interesting in a in a in a villain and it's not like smarter in the sense of like she can spout shakespeare or whatever it's uh yeah tactically yeah tact tactically is superior in 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 every way and and Mm -hmm. that's uh that's really compelling in, in in this villain for me at the moment
1: yeah, I think, I think, I don't like that. I don't know if it's, like, where, where are they going to go with this Riker hesitancy? Like, you know, like protect the ship, take the defensive option. They kept pushing that again and again. And, and it's not like he had insight into this, you know, unbelievable weapon. It's just like they showed him as very protective and yeah, reserved, yeah. right? On the defensive. Picard was on the offensive. Like, is this like, why is Riker doing that? Because I don't remember him like that in the past. Uh, I mean, in in in, pre- in previous series, right? Animated or not, he, like him and the Titan are coming to like rescue all kinds of things in the last in the season finale. So that's yeah. kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's got to do with his uh, his lost child. So it, it was yeah. I I don't th- know what they were trying to do there. It it felt like I felt like the bridge crew. I was like, what are you guys doing? And there's this other thing. There's this whole thing about back. Like you have everybody hates backseat drivers, right? There's this whole new thing now about backseat captaining. When Shaw's the captain, these two are in his ear, continuously, yeah, like, you gotta yeah. do that, mm-hmm. you gotta do that. And then um, when when Riker's the captain, Picard's in his ear, he's nagging him throughout. Why are, mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? Like, There's no chain of command here. It's it's kind of funny. And, and I
0: almost wonder, it almost feels like Riker is trying to captain the way Shaw would, like make decisions the way, because he's kind of falling in line mm. with what Shaw was doing. Like Shaw wanted to protect the ship and mm-hmm. get the crew home like that was his only mo um and now it feels like that has shifted to Riker. um and anyway so that that i don't know if that's what's happening but that's kind of how it feels yeah um
2: yeah i I, I can absolutely see that um but yeah i i, I mean i guess it, go, it goes to one uh, thing of like i'm just i'm impressed that where the writers are comfortable like making Picard look dumb uh, and, and like have this kind of conflict, uh, which I, I mean, like conflict is great and, and makes for compelling stories and, and whatnot, but like they're, they're going farther than I was expecting them. Oh, uh, I mean, it kicks to, them off the bridge. This, yeah. And so, um, I mean, I, I think my, my bet is that uh, we're not going to just kill everybody in the Titan next episode, that uh, <laughs> there's going to be something about the center of this nebula that actually might mm-hmm. help them. Uh which is why my my top theory right now is God. Um, and Do you feel
0: like uh, Riker sent Picard to his room? Very <laughs> room. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, it just felt like a child reprimanding, like, you know what? You just yeah. really screwed up. You just need to leave and go think about what you did.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: go think about it. <laughs> Which I mean is interesting because it's the
2: second time that's happened mm-hmm. in this season. Is mm-hmm. like Shaw did that to them uh, yeah. uh, earlier, and so to the bunk yeah. bed
0: yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> see there's something about uh about the older the younger generation parenting the older generation kind of mm. thing happening in a number of different ways so this is interesting i'm just now realizing this as we talk about it but.
2: yeah yeah uh let's see so um anything else we want to cover before we move on to ratings I think I uh, think we're probably pretty good. So uh who wants to go ahead and stick their necks out for uh to give a rating for us? <laughs> I'm gonna wait for you to oh, Okay. I, I was like you are doing this little dance or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pull the average down.
2: <laughs> you know I'll
0: go. okay. You're gonna go? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll go. go. You can pull the average up. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was gonna give this episode a less than seven on ten before I started talking to y'all. Um, Whoa. But I can see value in in the complexity of Picard and Crusher, and I really hope they they do a better job in uh, integrating the Crushers into the crew outside of like and and the workings of the ship outside of uh, you know. Hey, look at me! You are gonna feel you feel things are gonna be okay. We have blood, all of that. Um, I really like the Wharf rafi duo. I think mm. Rafi's been needing that throughout Picard, like somebody to really pair with. Yeah. And they have a really good chemistry. Wharfs comedy and seriousness, that that mix is amazing. Um I'm, I think that's that's honestly the better better part of the, the the better plot for me out of the two. Uh and then yeah, like how can you give a bad rating to changelings being introduced after such <laughs> a long time? So I will bump it up to um 7.5 uh portal guns
0: out of 10 <laughs> Nice that's that's a pretty significant bump up Yeah I think I'm going to go ahead I I have things that I did not like about this episode but I don't know the last time I have been so excited on uh, and on the edge of my seat during a Star Trek episode I have to give it 5 out of 5 because I just oh just to just to have that experience watching this episode was really exciting um and that's what entertainment's all about right Mm -hmm. um and so and just some of the best acting i've seen i love that they are giving gates mcfadden a chance to shine and absolutely um, anyways so there's just there's just good stuff happening i the wharf and Rafi stuff was awesome um the changeling reveal i mean come on uh yeah. yeah it's just good it's just good and i and i'm liking the characters that i didn't like at the beginning of this season i'm i'm liking now and so they're just doing a good job at making this compelling and i i mean i was on the edge of my seat so
2: yeah i 100% in agreement with you emily so it's it's 10 out of 10 for me and i think kind of in, in addition to like that uh being on the edge of my seat there were so many moments in this episode where i was like damn they just did that and that was amazing I uh, mm-hmm. and felt exactly the same as i watched watched the episode again so uh uh sorry about that rudy uh it feels like <laughs> maybe they they did, went and they they seem to be making like the uh, season of picard that i wanted it's specifically targeted <laughs> to me uh the only way they do it better is if there is more insurrection in there but uh Ugh
1: we kept the average above nine
2: so i think y'all definitely moved it up yeah there we go uh well yeah so we're here for the here in the end credits now so uh thank you emily and rudy for joining me today uh discussing this episode thanks adam yeah uh thank you uh notch and bill uh for uh your contributions to all of our other episodes uh sorry we couldn't have you here but i hope that both of you are having a great time today uh i want to give a thanks i want uh, i I want to thank our listeners i don't know exactly how you word that uh, what i was trying to (laughs) say uh uh thanks for tuning in and joining us Uh, we we like having these little discussions with each other uh and hopefully you enjoy it too Uh, I also want to thank Jishnu Guha for our theme music Uh, it's great to hear the Klingon theme strumming away and it's great to hear the Klingon theme returning uh, in this uh, uh, season of Star Trek so that's pretty great and I want to give a a final thanks to uh, Klingon Athleisure Uh, (laughs) I didn't know you existed but I'm happy that you do (laughs) thanks everyone bye bye Bye.